invested heavily on a recruitment campaign. You had videos made, photos taken. You had content written to support your job post. Even the job post took another angle. You spent a fair amount of money to market your vacancy, but then you did not receive any more applications you did before. You are embarrassed. You are scared for a job even. You feel frustrated. You're upset. The hiring manager is frustrated with you, maybe even a bit of angry, and gave you a pretty good statement about their thoughts on this campaign. They said it was a failure. You failed. You are sure you will never get an opportunity to do recruitment marketing anymore, not at least at this place of work. You were told campaigns like this do not work and you wasted both the business's time and money. You feel ashamed. You feel humiliated. Welcome to Building a Modern Employer Brand Podcast. My name is Susanna Rantanen, and in this week's episode of this podcast, I am going to talk to you about what success looks like in a recruitment marketing campaign and what are some of the elements that either kill your marketing campaign or can help you to succeed if you pay attention and avoid those. So let's let's first make sure we are on a same wavelength about what a recruitment marketing campaign is and how it differs from a recruitment campaign because these two are easily mixed and when you know we're looking at a successful or a lack of a recruitment campaign it's critical to understand that these are actually two different elements in this entire recruitment process and they have different uh, goals and different objectives. So when we talk about a recruitment campaign, it's kind of like a a general name given to the entire process of starting and ending a recruitment process for a vacancy. So the entire recruitment campaign oftentimes includes the marketing or at least some form of communication about the vacancy, as well as then the actual process of, you know, receiving applications, handling applications, managing applications, coordinating applications, and, you know, in between, you know, all the parties that are going to participate in the uh, selection uh, and decision making, as well as the entire process uh, related communication, all the activities that, that are taking place between starting the process and making the hiring decision. And when we talk about recruitment, marketing as such, it's just one part of this, like a bigger project, in fact, uh, one element in it that can contribute towards the uh, success of the campaign, but cannot contribute 100% to the success of the campaign. So when we talk about, when we use the word recruitment campaign, we should really use the campaign word when we talk about the marketing and advertising aspect. And then we should really refer to the recruitment, you know, the entire thing as a recruitment project, because campaign as such refers to marketing and communication and the entire recruitment project success is dependent on many other elements, you know, succeeding than the actual marketing and communication. So the ideal success, as in how we determine whether a recruitment project is successful or not, is very different 
you know, based on how we determine whether we're talking about recruitment marketing and communication and that kind of campaign being successful or not. And when we mistake these two different things, the entire recruitment project and the recruitment campaign, the marketing and communications part of it, uh, when we mistakenly think that these two are the same, this oftentimes leads into differing opinions about what success looks like and does not look like. And the differences in opinion, you know, come from whoever is looking at it. And it's really important to be able to separate these two elements from each other because a success in the entire recruitment project or in different parts of it, you know, obviously are very different. And I actually spoke about this, you know, what what makes a recruitment process successful in some earlier episode. I try to remember if I, you know, I can't remember by heart now what it is, but if you go to modernemployerbrand.com, go to the blog and uh, you should be able to find that episode from there. But nevertheless, it, it could be well that we don't pay attention to, you know, makes a successful element within a recruitment project when all goes fine and dandy. But when we fail in a part of this entire project, obviously, then we start pointing fingers at whose fault it is. You know, earlier, about 10 years ago, when I first started as an uh, as a as an entrepreneur, I did recruitment consulting for a while. And, you know, when you sell a recruitment consult consultation services, you, you know, essentially, um, um, you know, pr- your work, your job is to present the, the uh, customer, you know, a couple of what you see as the final, the best uh, available candidates for their position. And uh, then it's up to the uh, customer to make a selection of, you know, who they want to hire or if they, you know, if they ha- want to hire any of those people. So at that point, if the customer says that I want to hire one of these, then they make a decision that your part as a recruitment consultant was actually successful because you were able to provide them a candidate that they felt that was good enough for them to actually offer a job. They could have said also, no, you know, look for more people. I don't see that any of your, uh, you know, options are meeting our expectations. So then I'm not sure about in other countries, but in Finland on the recruitment consultation market forever, there has been this practice that if a recruitment uh, consultant delivers a candidate and then the customer hires the candidate and then after such and such months, the customer feels like, well, this isn't, this isn't a good uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not satisfied with this person. I want to terminate this contract. And then that customer would assume and expect the recruitment company to actually do the entire process all over again for free. Well, whose fault is it if a candidate who has been assigned, you know, as, a, as an employee, and then over the course of several months, they figure out that this is not a successful candidate. It's not necessarily the fault of the recruitment project and the recruitment can, uh, the consultant. It could be that this person was never sort of tutored in. They were never coached in. They were never given like clear uh, goals and objectives that they could uh, prioritize in their work. Oftentimes, recruitment mistakes are actually the mistakes done at the hiring manager's part. So it's important for us to be able to understand uh, 
that there's, you know, for a recruitment project to have a successful ending, there are many elements and there are many people involved in this overall project. And uh, when things are not going to go well, you have to understand uh, that there are different elements and uh, that gives you the opportunity to actually dive in into which element was successful and which isn't, and then dive deeper into why did we fail in this particular element. A successful recruitment process, as in recruitment project, means that the vacancy was filled with a person who deemed ideal for that role when the decision was made. The risk of hiring this person seemed low, or it felt like it's not existing at the time of making the decision. And the time frame during which the decision was made and the employment contract was signed met the requirements of the hiring manager or of the business. So a successful recruitment project, the entire project means that at the end you have a person that is good enough, meets your expectations, you know, as much as possible so that you feel confident about uh, signing them up as a new employee. So you did not see that there was more risk than, you know, with this person uh, if you hired them. So the risk was low. So uh, what actually brought us into this, you know, there's different steps, different elements in the project. And to understand that is really important. So let's talk about first recruitment marketing and communication campaign, because on the other hand, this refers only to the acts of, you know, the communication, the advertising, the marketing that we chose to use you know, during the application time, application period to bring attention to this vacancy. As much attention as our you know, uh, means and our budget allows us to. If the organization has already a very large follower base in a specific talent audience, they might be in a really great place in sense that they don't have to invest a lot of money into marketing and advertising the role. It could be that they really just need to inform and communicate, kind of give a heads up to their existing audience that, you know, this and this kind of role is coming up. Uh, so watch out and then apply. Uh, so, you know, some organizations are, you know, in this in this position because they have such appealing and attractive employer brands. But of course, not a lot of organizations, most organizations are not this lucky or this strategic. So organizations who have invested in building their employer brand or even their magnetic employer brand over time have a warm audience, have a warm sort of recruitment funnel prospects in that recruitment funnel, and they require less advertising, less marketing to completely new audiences when they need to hire. But most organizations must, you know, spend more time, more means, more resources at this area, this recruitment, communication and marketing and advertising phase in order to get enough quality applicants to the actual selection process. That is the job of the marketing and communication campaign to bring awareness to this vacancy and give the uh, job seekers a plan how to become considered in the selection process. Now, the successful outcome of a recruitment, marketing and communication campaign is to generate that traffic to the job post as in generate leads 
to the first step of the process, which is the application step or application phase. And if all is well, then, you know, once you get the traffic with your marketing and communications and advertising to the job post, uh, if, uh, you know, if your reputation is really great, your job post is worded in a manner or in a tone of voice, or it's informative and aspiring enough, it has calls to actions, then these leads that you got, your marketing got to the job post are likely to actually apply for the job, make that decision that, yes, I'm going to, uh, you know, put aside some time and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to apply for this job. What if this does not happen? What if they did not apply, choose to apply for the job? What if we can see from analytics that we did get a lot of traffic to the job post, but they did not convert into applications? Did the recruitment marketing campaign fail if there were no applicants? Now, the most evident indication of a recruitment marketing campaign to fail is that it doesn't generate any traffic to the actual job post or, you know, if there's more vacancies, then it could be a recruitment campaign site. So when a marketing campaign fails, it fails to bring awareness to the job and and, uh, generate traffic to the people who, you know, found the marketing messages appealing and attractive and interesting enough so that they actually clicked on the advert and went to see what this job is about about. So if this does not happen, if there is no traffic or there is very little traffic, then this recruitment marketing campaign is failing. The messages are not right uh, or the channels are not right or, you know, there's something wrong with the actual campaign aspect that it uh, doesn't work. Now, the second possible evidence of failure in the marketing campaign is that it does gener- uh, generate traffic to the job post or the landing site, but this this generated traffic, they're not staying on the page. They only land and then they leave. Now, this is uh, this happens mostly when you have what we call this clickbait campaigns, clickbait advertising, where you know we lure, kind of lure those uh, people on the you know on the on the web on the internet or on social media to click on that advert with something some kinds of words or headlines or images that are actually not that are actually not what the actual job post or the job is about so the advert itself works we get people to click on it we get them to land on the job post or this recruitment campaign site but then they leave because they kind of immediately see that this is completely something completely different than what the actual adver- advertisements say. They just land and leave. So that's another evidence of failure of a recruitment marketing campaign. It d- generates traffic, but the traffic lands and then leaves immediately. The third possible evidence of failure in the marketing campaign side is that the people who are viewing the job post or browsing the landing side uh, for this recruitment campaign are not responding to the call to action, which usually is, for example, worded like apply now or apply here or leave an application here. Now, this failure uh, can be 
due to, for example, that we chose different, you know, the wrong targeting options in our marketing. So we were able to get people and the advertising uh, message and the actual message on the on the on the job post or the landing side. They, you know, are equal. The people are actually spending time on this job post or the landing side. They're browsing through it. They're spending time. We can see on the analytics that they're spending time there. But for some reason, they're not responding to the call to action. So that means oftentimes that the call to action is not really good. They did not notice it or there is not a very clear plan, um, you know, what is expected from them or the call to action is kind of like a, the former wall of Berlin. It's just built so high that the um, the opportunity doesn't meet with the amount of work that is asked to be done to actually apply. And this I found taking place a lot of times um, when we have, for example, like the target audience of, you know, uh, uh, software developers, you know, or the tech people, designers, those who are very competitive in very competitive roles that there's a lot of competition, a lot of war for this kind of talent on the market. So if, you know, when they think that they are able to get a job anywhere with a very little sort of effort put into it, if your, if your application process feels like a lot of hassle or a lot of uh, requiring too much effort as opposed to how attractive your offer is or how attractive your company is, then this is when they might say like, okay, you know, I just don't feel like going through this trouble. Or it could also be that your application, the date by the time you want the application to land is just too soon. So your application uh, period is closing up or it was very short to begin with so there's just not enough time to <clears throat> to pre uh, to prepare uh, an application you know well enough for your process now then of course the fourth possible evidence of failure of the marketing campaign is that the people who apply you know they have a totally wrong profile and that means then that uh, whatever is in your advertising you know, the advertising messages and whatever is in the job post and on the campaign site, it was just the, a, a description of a totally wrong profile or such a loose description of what you're looking for that there were, you know, many, many interpretations uh, possible to take place in the, in, the, in the minds of those applicants and they just turn out to be the wrong profile because of that. This happens, you know, most often when the hiring manager doesn't really know what they're looking for. So they, you know, they're pretty vague about the profile. And then the person who, who writes the job post has very little information to formulate a really attractive message. So, uh, you know, if it's just too loose, there is just a lot of room for interpretation. And when you actually see the applications, that's when you start paying attention and, and seeing like, oh, I wasn't looking for this. So again, you know, this could be the, the failure in the part of writing the job post or the failure in the part of not knowing what you're actually looking for. Now, in a couple of minutes, I'm going to explain why 
uh, some recruitment campaigns fail to deliver a successful outcome uh, to the recruitment project? And what are some of the actions that you can take to fix this? But before that, I want to inform you about the new talent marketing school that we are launching in early 2021. And this will take just a minute, but this is kind of like a commercial from me. So, um, you know, I'm sorry if uh, you don't like it, but obviously this being my medium, you know, I want to tell you about this absolutely fantastic new thing that we're going to launch. And I actually believe that you're going to love it. Have you noticed how much you enjoy working with the various marketing and communication tasks related to HR and hiring, such as recruitment communication, recruitment marketing, social media marketing, employer branding? Are you thinking about how can I learn more about talent marketing and employer branding? You Googled and you found my podcast and blog and now you want more. And I have really good news for you, my friend. In early 2021, just a couple of months from now, we're launching a talent marketing school online for aspiring talent marketing professionals like yourself. Talent Marketing School will be a members-only educational platform where aspiring talent marketing professionals will have access to on-demand talent marketing courses and lessons provided by myself and my team. We are a forerunner in talent marketing and employer branding, and we were noted as one of the top 10 employer branding agencies in Europe in 2020. And for years, I have educated and inspired talent marketers in Finland, and I want to share this all with you as well. We are building this talent marketing school for modern talent marketers. Modern talent marketers who want to build an entire career in talent marketing and employer branding. Not this to be just some kind of a part-time thing or an occasional fun activity that you get to do that you desire you want to do more, but you just can't or you don't know how to. You will not be able to get this education from anywhere else because I will share my 20 years of experience from marketing and communication and HR combined tailored specifically to a talent marketing environment. And I want to tell you, this is not just about how to build a recruitment campaign or write a job post. This is about how you can graduate as a talent marketing professional and have the professional skills and the know-how on talent marketing and communication strategies and tactics that will help your future employers to win the war for talent. This is about you, getting you the career you want, getting you the respect as a true talent marketing professional. I'm pretty confident that taking this journey, you will find yourself at the forefront of the talent marketing stars. And there are not a lot of talent marketing stars in this universe yet. Do you want to be one of them? If you say yes, it's time to get started because the work for talent is not waiting for us. So I want you to go to modernemployerbrand.com and click on the purple button that says join TMS waitlist. Join TMS, that stands for Talent Marketing School. Join TMS waitlist. We are launching in just a couple of months and I am now building the first group of talent marketing professionals 
Who will get access first? Are you going to be in that group? If you say yes, go to modernemployerbrand.com and join the TMS waitlist. So let's sum up why some recruitment marketing campaigns fail to deliver applicants to the recruitment process. So for the right, you know, the ideal talent to apply for a vacancy, the following must take place. These talents must be actively looking for a job at the same time as your recruitment campaign is open. This means that they must be actively open to new job opportunities and, you know, having their eyes and ears open, tuned to recruitment messages at the same time that your application period is on and you're marketing about this opportunity. The campaign, your campaign must actually reach them as in you are marketing your vacancy and your application period. Those must be marketed, campaigned in the right avenues where these ideal applicants are present and where they where you have the chance to actually win their away uh, attention and and bring your vacancy to their awareness where they are looking for or paying attention to interesting career opportunities your campaign must also be long enough for them to have enough time to act upon now the current trend of application periods you know is that they are as short as seven days. This kind, of, this kind of short time frame does not leave a lot of time to first notice the marketing and then also have the time to prepare a good resume and then apply for the job. You know, this might come as a surprise, but people do have other things to do than follow us and jump on the gun the minute we holler, apply! Your job host must also clearly communicate what is the benefit for them to actually spend time and apply for your vacancy instead of some other vacancy or instead of not applying anywhere but to, you know, go out for a run or take a holiday or, you know, spend time with their family. What is the benefit for them to choose give you time? What career-related problem or a need or a struggle Will this career opportunity and an employment relationship with your business solve for them? After all, people make changes in their lives when they need to make a change. And when the, you know, the, the pushing thing uh, for the change is, you know, significant enough, there is always a reason why we make career changes. And that reason is going to be pretty significant to our lives or to our well-being. We don't change jobs just for the fun of it. Your job post must also clearly communicate how you expect them to proceed and what are the steps forward. And as said before, if your steps forward, your application process requires too much energy and it's not you know, in the right proportion with your reputation, the appeal for this job, uh, uh, you know, then they just might feel that they're not gonna, you know, go through the trouble. And as funny as it sounds, as human beings are drawn towards someone else giving us an easy way forward. And uh, because somebody else already set us the, the, the steps to go or to take, this makes us feel like there's less energy required from us 
because the instructions are really clear. We don't have to figure out the best way, you know, somebody else figure it out for us. So if you can give that kind of an easy, you know, plan how to go forward to leave that application and be successful in your recruitment process, the better off your process will be. Also, your product must be intact. What this means is that when we make decisions to buy, making decisions to actually apply seriously, taking it seriously to apply to your job, it's equivalent to making a purchase decision. Ultimately, making a decision to apply to your job is like a purchase decision. So we are looking for the least risks to make the wrong decision, just like your business is looking for the the least risky person, talent to choose so that you avoid making a, you know, a hiring mistake. Talent does the same. They don't want to take a risk with a employer or a business that seems, um, you know, that they're uncertain of. Not knowing anything about the hiring company will possess a risk. Risk of not knowing if there are skeletons in your closet. It is like going towards the unknown with our eyes blindfolded. You can fix this by making sure that your job post is informative enough and the more information that you can provide on your company website and career site about who you are as a business and what you represent to this you know, potential candidate, the better, the less risky you will seem like as a, a prospective employer. When we think about, um, let's say, you were planning to buy a used car. If you knew nothing about the seller and you actually didn't see the car to be able to try it, to test it, to poke it, to open the hood and, you know, kick the tires and whatever goes on when you buy a used car, you know, you'd feel like there's a pretty high risk of making a bad decision and, you know, even ending up losing your money, right? So, what would help you to feel more at ease to buy a used car from a person you never you don't know, you don't know if you can trust them and a used car that you've never seen and you're not able to test drive before. Obviously, the ability to speak to the seller, get the papers for the car, getting lots of photos, maybe even videos, getting statements from other people who bought a used car from this seller, being able to speak with them and having the opportunity to cancel if the car did not meet the promises. If your business is unknown, you have, you know, if you can't, if you can't provide any evidence that you're actually a great place to work, and if your job post doesn't tell much, it's unlikely for you to get a lot of quality applications uh, because your offer is just seems just too risky, too shady. Another thing is that what if your company had a bad reputation? Even if your marketing collateral was the most awesome, you had like a super big budget to market and campaign your vacancies, uh, your recruitment process is excellent. Everybody was just geared towards giving the best candidate opportunities. A bad reputation of a business will make it super hard for the recruitment marketing campaign and the recruitment process to be successful because a bad reputation will be seen as a huge risk and that 
blocks you know we i don't want to apply for a company that i know that has a lousy reputation why would i bother going through all the effort bad reputation is the same as getting a lot of testimonials from previous customers about how terrible experience they had buying that used car how everything went bonkers how they lost their money how they never got the car how they were ripped off and so on the risk is just way too big unless you really have no choice but do you want to hire a person you know that you feel like you know you're just taking anybody you need to think about if your ideal job seeker if the ideal candidate has a choice and will they then choose you and if you know that you have a bad reputation for whatever reason if you know that your company has a bad reputation and your ideal job seeker has a lot of other options to consider your recruitment project is likely to fail regardless of what kind of campaign you had so let me summarize the successful outcome of your recruitment marketing campaign is that there's enough traffic to the job post or the landing site for the campaign people are spending enough time on that page in order to become aware of and in order to decide whether they are interested to apply enough returning visitors to the same page you know means that uh that the people are actually they came, they became interested they started to consider and they are making repeat uh, visits to plan or make a decision whether they apply or not and then enough clicks to the apply now button which indicates that the actual journey from getting attention with your marketing messages uh getting people getting that traffic to your landing site the job post and then getting those clicks on the apply now button you know it means that they're getting conversions it all the whole journey works and this is a journey that we can influence it marketing we can you know write really good marketing messages we can choose really good marketing collateral we can choose and figure out and do research what are the best channels with reach those ideal applicants and we are able to decide that we're going to have a little bit longer application period so these people have enough time to become aware and then enough time to consider and then enough time to actually you know make that application before you know this runs out of its course this is all that we can influence with marketing but we can't influence with marketing if your application system is so complex that people bounce off after they click to apply or if your product as in your uh, job opportunity the career opportunity or your your entire reputation is not appealing enough if your marketing leads to a page where the actual job post that was marketed it's just difficult to find this takes place oftentimes with uh, those one of those older recruitment systems where your like individual job posts do not have their own unique url to click to and to land to uh, and all you have is like a a, a listings page that is the only url page that you can drive traffic to and if you have more than five jobs listed on that page then the website visitor is actually likely to bounce or it becomes too difficult to find the you know where they thought that they were landing to if your website is very complex and very messy and the tone of voice is very different to what the recruitment campaign message was if there is just too big of a difference between what was marketed outside of your website and then what welcomes the person 
on your website and what the experience is on your website or uh, the application um, uh, system is just too complex, then the confusing, there's going to be confusion, high confusion, and there is uh, a sense of like a huge risk for this person. So they are likely to bounce off, just leave your website because, you know, it was just too complex to make sense of, of uh, what your offer is or how to go about. So your recruitment marketing cannot influence technical problems, larger reputational problems, you know, too complex uh, technical uh, um, uh, issues or things like that. But what your recruitment, marketing and advertising can influence is obviously what the message is so that the message is right, it's marketed in the right channels where they reach, you know, your ideal audiences and, uh, you know, how they generate the uh, traffic to actually see what this job is about. That is what you can influence with marketing and advertising. I want to summarize the journey from start to end. How do you use marketing and communication in your recruitment project to get attention, to build that awareness of your job opportunity and get job seekers to convert uh, from the advert to your landing site. How do you use words? What kind of means, what kind of collateral, what kind of photos, for example, you use to get your need, your hiring need in the eyes of your ideal audiences and get them to click so that they can read more on the landing site, which is the job post or a other like a recruitment campaign landing site. And Whatever is waiting for them behind the click, clicked advert, as in the page where they land, how is that, how is the content, the words, the information uh, going to help this person? How is the information going to convince them the ease of leaving an application? And then how your actual candidate communication supports the uh, and influences the applicant to stay warm during this project and not exit the halfway out because you know a better or more appealing opportunity elsewhere came up because your process selection process for example took too long and uh, how your selection process makes the person feel makes your candidate feel does it does this entire selection process or even the entire recruitment process the project from including the marketing the you know application phase and then you know being uh, informed about the time frame of your selection and so on are you able to make your candidates to feel good about your business regardless of the outcome to the candidate so that your actual selection process is not the one who is building bad reputation for your business. So think of the journey journey from the start to end. Figure out the elements in your entire recruitment project like they were a journey so that you can better understand in which of the area, in which of the phase of this journey are you for sure doing a really great job and where are the risks that might lead to a failure in the entire recruitment project. It's important to understand that there's always a reason why something fails or doesn't fail, but it, you know, uh, you can't 
point a finger to it unless you understand the makeup of your project. Anyway, this is it for this week on Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast. My name is Susanna Rantanen, and I teach modern talent marketing and employer branding to aspiring talent marketing professionals like yourself. Now, remember that recruitment project is an entire project consisting of various elements out of which the talent marketing element is just one. And each of these elements has an implication whether the recruitment project will be successful to your business and at least satisfactory to all of your candidates. Each part, each phase, each element can either hurt or break or, you know, build up, contribute towards your modern employer brand. Now, just a reminder, go to modernemployerbrand.com and sign up to the Talent Marketing School waitlist, and you'll be a step closer to learning much more about stuff like this. And uh, see you next week here at Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast. Moi moi! Thank you.